Hello Mzanzi and welcome to episode 198 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Donumdu. Now what's summer in Mzanzi without a juicy mango? These fruit trees can tolerate a wide range of climatic conditions from hot and humid to cool and dry climates, which makes it an ideal crop for new farmers or if you're looking to diversify your agribusiness. Food from Zanzi commercial journalist Octavius Pandil chats to Kuliso Madima, a Lompopo mango farmer. Over to you, Octavia. Thank you, Dawn. Kuliso, can you tell us the process of where it starts with growing a mango? Does it maybe start with a seedling or a tree? And maybe just give us a little bit about the maturity process. Hi, Octavia. The process where it starts with growing a mango, it starts with a tree. Personally, if you want to grow a tree at home, yes, you can start with a seedling. But for a farm, you need to use a tree. Trees that are crafted by an authorized nursery. That will help in harvesting so they mature quicker. Crafted trees, uh, they take about two to three years to mature. And then you can start harvesting in two to three years. What is the ideal climate to grow mangoes in? I know that it's a summer fruit. Does climate change affect the growth of mangoes? Can you maybe share some insights on that? The ideal climate to grow mangoes in, since it's a subtropical fruit, it's a subtropical region. It's a place where there is no black frost. It copes under white frost. It's okay with white frost. And there must be a good rainfall. It is hot, but not extremely hot. Uh, the tree tolerates up to 48 degrees, but the ideal temperature is 24 to 30 degrees. It's okay. But if the area has sunburn, it's better to protect the fruits from sunburn. The climate change does affect the trees by making the tree to have early flowering. So it does affect the trees. Are there any soil and fertilizer requirements and how capital intensive is it? Yes, there is a soil requirement and fertilizer requirement. For soil requirement, on the irrigation process, it should be a slightly slow. So the texture of the soil, it's a sandy loamy or loam. It must have a clay content of 15 to 25 degrees. Capital intensive where you are expected to do ridges, yes, it can be a capital intensive. Otherwise, the capital intensive part is on the spraying program because if you skip it, then cause your fruits to, to not be fit for the market. What does the marketing landscape look like? Is it a fruit in demand during the season? We start with marketing when it's green. And that is to mango archer factories. And then the next step will be to market the ripe mango. That is to the market and the local market. And there are people that prefer to be resellers of the mangoes. So we do have a contact for them and we do contact them that the mangoes are ready. We also do marketing with juice factories. That is after the selection of the fruits, those that are grade B, they go to the juice factory. There's also a process of marketing it to the drying companies that dry the fruits. It's part of the marketing landscape. 
There is also with the ripe mangoes, the demand is, it grows every year. So currently, four to six mangoes are selling at 100 rand. And finally, how often should one water a mango tree? How much water does it take in? A mango tree is a non-water intensive product. So you only irrigate only when it's required. But immediately after harvest, when you have pruned the trees, you go through full irrigation, which is 45 liters a tree every two days. Once, because you have now harvested, and then after pruning, then there is flashes that come out where you have pruned. So you start to monitor the flashes as they harden, and then you reduce irrigation. So in that process of doing that, you allow the flashes that have just come out of the tree because now you are reducing the irrigation. You stress the trees so that they produce more flowers. Thanks, Octavia. And great having you join us here on Farmers Inside Track. Kulisa Madima, a Limpopo mango farmer. I now know what it takes to start a farm and diversify with this specific crop. All the best with your work and keep on keeping on. Now for more on this topic, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. Next up, and before we let you go, we celebrate this week's hashtag soil sister, Mbalingobo. She talks more about her journey getting into agriculture. I'm from Escort, small town called Escort. So I grew up in a rural background, Escort, Loscope and Winterton. Winterton is around the majestic Drakensberg. So mostly there's a lot of farming that goes on those areas, Escort and Loscope. Most of the farmers farm maize. So that's where I grew up. Grew up in a very stable environment with a lot of supportive structure with my grandfather. He also raised me up, my mother and my father, because I never planned to be a farmer. During my high school years, I've always been that child who was like multi-talented. I was like participating in a lot of school activities, whether it be drama whether it be singing, like school concerts. And then when I moved to it, when I passed and from my primary school phase, I actually studied Winterton Primary School, which was my primary phase. And then I moved to Drakensberg Secondary, which is an escort. That is where now I actually started engaging more in debate, speech and contests. And that's where also I got to discover part of me in terms of leadership. It was part of the, of the SRC, which was the RCL at that time, class representative. So I used to present the school in a lot of things, like the first take a girl child to work day. So I've been always an active participant until I got to my matric year. That is when my father was the one who actually, well, I could say convinced me because I wasn't too sure. But my father is the type of person that pays attention to a lot of details. So at home, they used to make me do a lot of gardening. Even before then, my grandfather, he was a retired policeman. So he used to take me around and drive me around the farms in the Drakensberg, Loscope area, where he would buy from farmers like cabbages, hog trotters, fresh milk from the farm. And we would get that from the farmers and then my grandfather would sell it from home. So he was uh, very entrepreneurial, which is where I believe I also get my entrepreneurial skills from. 
that's what exposed me mostly to farming and at home we had a, a small little orchard that consisted of uh, nectarines and all different types of peaches and your apples we'd also plant some maize which is very popular around those areas because it's a dry area so maize is quite common even these days so my grandfather used to do that a lot so that is where i actually got most of my exposure in terms of farming Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track, Mbalingobo. What an amazing journey in agriculture. And it's so lovely to hear you talk about your farming family. Really put a smile on my face. You can of course read more about her farming story and business in this dynamic space on www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap from me, Donumdu, Octavius Pandil, our producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food from Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.